Welcome to Smart Parent Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K through 12 students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years. I saw what worked and what didn't. And there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Smart Parents Successful Students, and I am Helen Panos. As the intro told you, I am actually running the interview today. Um, I have my assistant sometimes doing it, but today you get me, and today I have a special guest for you guys, and her name is Tyler Dorsey. Welcome, Tyler. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Uh, you have a very important topic that I know a lot of parents want to uh, hear about, and that is ADHD, right? Yes. <laughs> that is a popular topic next to probably executive functioning. <laughs> yeah, because executive functioning is a big piece of ADHD. Right. That's right. Exactly. So we will uh, go ahead and begin. If you would tell me, if you want to just introduce yourself, um, you know, I know your company's name is Focus Forward and you're an ADHD life coach, but go ahead and tell us a little bit about your company first. Yeah. So I'm an ADHD or turned ADHD life coach. I was the kid failing and struggling and war at home because I was wild and all the goods. And when I finally kind of came to a head, I was in college and I started getting my life on a track I was happy with. And that's when I decided I wanted to help people like me. And so here I am, I'm the owner of Focus Forward and I have a phenomenal team of ADHD life coaches and life coaches who specialize in executive function for really all ages, but we definitely specialize in students eight through about 25 age 25 and we work with their parents. And we also, like I said, work with adults. Um, and then we do a lot of helping the parents side of things in really helping parents understand their kiddos brains and what's going on and what they as parents can do and relieve some of the fear and anxiety they have around their kids struggles and like what's going on right now. And like, what's going to happen in the future? Because I'm 30, I have ADHD and I'm thriving. Like your kid will be fine, but we just got to get them on the right path and give them the tools they need to get to that place. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I know there's different levels of ADHD. Um, how about a child now that you brought that up? Uh, here's my first question um, <laughs> before we dive into yours. Um, how, how do you see a child, uh, you know, some are minimal, some are kind of, because I was a 504 chair. Some are a little more severe, right? And I know I always hear about parents not wanting to medicate. And, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you want to get into that subject. <laughs> you can. Okay. Um, yeah. So what what do you think about if a child is really severely ADHD? Um, and let's say a parent doesn't want to medicate them. Um, do you, are there still strategies that you're able to show and things like that? Or they can find out about that will help them? 
Yeah. So here's the reality. You medication is a phenomenal tool, but with an intense lifestyle change, you do not need medication. Um, it's not to say like medication is a big part of my journey. And it was one of the, I'm going to say I'm air coding here, quick fixes where it gave my brain silence so I could figure out the next steps. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of families who just do not want to medicate. And with diet changes and habit changes and lifestyle changes, and you can make that happen. In addition to if your kid is in an appropriate age for occupational therapy and some of the other amazing opportunities out there, it's not going to feel like the quick fix because it's going to take a long time. But here's the reality. Medicine's not a quick fix and it's actually not a fix at all because when the medicine wears off, your ADHD symptoms come back full force. And when you have taken the medicine, your ADHD symptoms are still there. As a matter of fact, a lot of us who've taken medicine are like, sometimes I feel like I just have more energy towards my lack of focus. I still feel scattered. I still feel chaotic. So I think whether you are someone who wants to take the medication route or not, either way, you need to know that to truly build up the life skills so they can get to a place of thriving, that means that we have to build up those executive function skills, our emotional regulation skills, our attention skills, and medicine cannot teach you those skills. It can just silence your brain just enough. And so I think that's so important, whether you're someone who's all in on medication or someone who's like, I don't ever want to touch medication with a 10 foot pole. Either way, you have to do some own self-work and, and it, it's a lifestyle change. Like even in the last, I would say five years, three years, because when I had kids, I have a three-year-old and a two-year-old. And when I started having kids, my brain got chaos again. And I really started changing up my diet and I started working out and I started just implementing some more self-awareness techniques. And, and I'm by no means, don't think like I drink my Coke, I go out and I eat fast food. Like, don't think I'm this like healthy guru person. Cause I'm not, but I just started being a lot more intentional about what I'm doing with my day, what I'm putting into my body, what I'm using my body for. And I noticed the biggest difference when it came to my ADHD, because those sugars, even though none of that causes ADHD, it can definitely exemplify those symptoms and it can, it doesn't help is what I guess I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm glad I asked the question. <laughs> Medication's a passion of mine because it's a huge, huge, huge part of my journey. And I always think that you need to do what you feel is right for you and your child. However, I think a lot of people, because ADHD is so new, I think a lot of people immediately think, well, why ADHD medication? But like, we need to start throwing that out. Medication is a tool. It is not a fix. It is not a have to. It is simply a tool that you get to choose if you want to use or not. And if we don't want to use it, totally fine. Here's a route we can take. If we do want to use it, great, but let's not think that's the only thing we need to be doing. We've got to add in more steps so that we can really really get to the root of what's going on and build from the foundation up so that as we get older, we, we've got it, we're killing it. Mm, I agree. Um, from my experience as a 504 chair, I agree. <laughs> and a teacher of 25 years. Um, so what is the biggest thing that parents can do to help their child then with ADHD? Do you think? I think the number one thing is going to be consistency. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what changes you're trying to make, what expectations you have, but staying consistent 
First off, start small. Don't try to tackle everything at once. Pick one thing and let's master that one thing, but be consistent in everything that you do. So like I was a master, master of playing my parents. They were not super consistent. They tried to be, and I got grounded and they punished me and they, they gave me rewards. They tried all the things, but I knew that after a while it would like fall through and they would forget about it and this and that. Same with teachers. I knew that eventually I'd be able to get that turned in, but if it was consistent and I knew this is what I could expect, this is how this is going to get done. This is when it's got to be in. This is when my room has to be cleaned, or this is what's going to happen as a result of that. The more consistent things were, the more likely it was to see the result we all wanted to see. The less consistent it was, the more likely I was to be a manipulative, chaotic, crazy teenager with ADHD. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> I agree. Consistency is always terrific. Uh, consistency in homework, consistency in doing just about anything forms the habit, right? Studying. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure, and I was just thinking that with one of our students that we have, I think he has executive functioning and um, parents never really told me that, but I, I think I gather that that's what it is and ADHD. And I'm like, he definitely needs consistency, more mm -hmm. frequent reminders, you know, for it to stay in his mind. Right. So, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. A special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. Parents, we are all aware that public schools and private institutions use standardized testing to make a lot of decisions in terms of your children's academic success and in, 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 uh, placements in their schools throughout the year. Mastering test-taking strategies are very important, so important that they need to be taken care of earlier on rather than in middle or high school. These strategies are something that can be taught to children if they are not aware of them. Reach out to us at Dynamis Learning Academy as we have done a great job in assisting children with understanding how to take tests and be successful at them. We can be reached at 770-282-9931. Thank you. What advice would you give to your younger self now that you, you know, you're, you said you're 30? <laughs> I am now 30. Um... And I was diagnosed when I was 11 and I'm telling y'all, it was an experience. You probably know if you're listening to this because it's an experience in your home right now. It was always struggling in school, fighting at home. I'm the oldest of four and it was pure chaos. Um, and honestly, there are two pieces of advice I would give myself. One, know and trust that your parents are not against you. They're for you. They're in your corner. They're there for you. Mm -hmm. And they've got your back no matter what. The second is to just keep swimming. <laughs> just keep powering through. Just keep trucking. Yeah, the light <laughs> is on the other side of the tunnel. All those like good metaphors. It's just everyone has that thing in their life that they've got to go through. And my struggles with ADHD was the was one of the big things that I had to go through that quite literally have made me who I am today. And as much as I look back on pieces of my childhood and it was hard because of my lack of confidence, because of my struggles, struggles with friendships, the family aspect and dynamic. None of that would make me who I am today. Not only who I am in terms of what I'm doing with my life career-wise, 
but also who I am to my husband and to my kids and to my mom and dad and siblings now and to my in-laws. And so it's just, I needed to be that person to be who I am today. And so it's just like, I love that person. Then I hated that person. And I was like, I hated looking in the mirror and I just was not proud of who I was. And I was always struggling, but now I'm like, no, that person is amazing. That person is what got me to this point now. So it's just keep swimming and your parents are on your side. They're not against you. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Cause even this child that I'm talking about, this teen, he, uh, he, he doesn't believe he can do math. And he just continues to think that in his mind. So I'm glad you brought up confidence because the only way you're going to build up confidence is by doing it and trying hard and just keep trying to beat out whatever's holding you back. Could be ADHD. It could be something else. Maybe it's anxiety. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, So one more question we had was, what do you wish your parents would have done differently? So... Keep in mind, I'm a nineties baby and ADHD is a diagnosis that came about in the eighties. And so nineties babies are the babies who really first started getting diagnosed at a younger age. And the, we didn't have the internet like we do today. So -hmm. your ability to access knowledge like we can today was not there. And the knowledge and resources out there about ADHD are not as abundant as they are today. So if I could put my parents in 2022 to over in 23 now holy moly I could put them in 2023 (laughs) I would say I wish if they were 2023 parents I would say like just learn everything you can and honestly they were learning everything you can that the resources we had at the time but the second is I really my mom and I are twins like we are I am apple doesn't fall too far from the tree And so we went head to head very frequently. So when we fought, there weren't a lot of follow-up conversations. Whereas my dad, every now and then he would try to come back, talk to me, Tyler, what's going on? I really wish that there was a space where I could have just, without trying to make excuses, but just talked out what was going through my brain because Mm. I needed to be able to talk that out so that I could build the self-awareness around what was really going on. But a lot of times when I tried to explain my side, it came off as excuses and don't get me wrong. Sometimes they were excuses. Like I was a kid, but I think on the big things, when I said, I don't understand why I'm in trouble. I really did mean it a lot of times, even if I threw a ball at my sibling's head or I failed a test, I don't understand what got me to that action or what got me to that result of a test grade. And so it's like to be able to talk it through and prompt questions would have really helped me increase my self-awareness so that I could have been like, oh, well, I threw a ball at my sibling's head because they made fun of me because I failed my test or whatever it was. So I think just more conversations and a very calm, supportive, like my parents were always very supportive. So I don't want to like sound like they weren't, but a very calm and supportive safe zone, but while also holding me accountable and not allowing me to like make it as an excuse and like run with it. Mm-hmm. So I know you said you were diagnosed at 11. So you figure you were probably seeing some things even before that, right? Oh, like first grade, first grade. Second grade, first grade. I distinctly remember being different in first grade. I remember mm-hmm. a spelling test because I also have dyslexia. So I have ADHD and dyslexia. Okay. Um, and I remember, I rem- even in kindergarten, I remember I wanted to be with the boys roughhousing and playing while the girls were playing in the kitchen. Like I, I, 
can envision that exact day that I'm like speaking of and they were playing in the kitchen and I was watching the boys and I was like no 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 I want to go be doing that um but then in second grade is the first time that is actually brought to my family's attention and they were like hey we think Tyler might have ADHD it's worth looking into and actually I ran into my second grade teacher couple weeks ago. And I was like, <laughs> oh, by the way, I talk about you all the time. And she was rolling. Cause I hadn't seen her since honestly, for at least 15 years. And, and so it was then that my, it was kind of brought up, but my parents, again, I was 92 is when I was born. And so my parents were still kind of like, okay, is this ADHD? Is this just, she's got to like grow out of it. What's going on. So they kept giving it time. And then in the fifth grade, they finally were like, okay, no something big, like behavior started becoming a little more of an issue. Grades really started tanking. And they were like, this is not something she's going to grow out of. So we need to figure it out. So we got my assessment and here I am today, 30 years old. Wow. Good for, well, hey, look what you're doing. You're helping a lot of other people now. That's awesome. I'm glad you took your, you know, disability, let's say, and made it into a passion and helping others. That's, That's terrific. So um, I know you have a Facebook group. You want to tell the audience about them joining your Facebook group? Absolutely. So I have a Facebook group um, and I think you got the link in the show notes. Yep. So if you check out the link in the show notes and head on over, I am, that is where I just kind of like share all kinds of value and knowledge and thoughts and all the good things for ADHD so that I can really help put resources out and give you guys a space to continue to learn not only about ADHD, but around maybe your own beliefs and thoughts you're having about your child or ADHD itself so that you can be confident that you and your child have the ability to thrive and figure it out. Awesome. Yes, we will have the um, the private Facebook group on the podcast show notes. And uh, I know Tyler's uh, uh, website is focusforwardadhd.com, everyone. And she is an ADHD life coach. So look her up, go to her website. I'm sure you have a, do you have a free consultation opportunity where people can sign up there? Yep, of course. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining me today and, you know, giving your insight, especially since you yourself have lived it, even as a primary source. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. And you're out of uh, what city now? You're in Kentucky, right? I am. I'm in Lexington, Kentucky, but we work nationwide. So I've got coaches all over. Oh, okay. So you have multiple coaches. Awesome. Even better. All right. Well, thank you very much. And everybody, you guys have a great rest of your day. And we'll see you again soon on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamuslearningacademy.com backslash podcast backslash. Also, it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on Spotify and shared it with your community. And remember... I believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom, whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program, because teachers just can't do it all. Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring 
SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at helen at dynamislearningacademy.com or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.